Long day. <laughs> oh my God, yes. <laughs> oh my God, yes. Um, okay, I guess now I'm actually like recording. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, how do I start it? Just a little top up. All good. I'm gonna have your tea now that yes, you're. Yes, yes. I'm ignoring the tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm glad it feels a little bit less like an interrogation right now. Perfect. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this is Elias with Mixtech Menage, and I am here with. Talia. And. Alejandra. For Radical Sounds Latin America. Yeah, no, thank you guys so much for doing this and also for putting up with like my wonky schedule, basically. No, this is perfect, actually. <laughs> oh, hold on. Okay. Um, Yeah. I feel like I'm being interrogated by like Ali. <laughs> She's like sitting there like, what's next? <laughs> but no, but uh, seriously, thank y'all for um, coming and doing this. I guess, so, for, um, what was the name of it again? Radical uh, Sounds Latin America. Radical Sounds Latin America, uh, which seems like it'll be like a really cool like event. Um, y'all want to tell me again, like how y'all came up with it? Uh, we've, well, we've known each other uh, for many years. We met in Lima. Uh, our bands used to play together in a few shows, but we didn't really hang out. We ended up meeting here in Berlin. Actually, Ale helped me a lot uh, with my transition to to Berlin. Yeah, I showed her all the German documents. Yeah. <laughs> all all the bureaucracy oh, yeah. I've been able to do thanks to Ale. And <laughs> she's, a, she's a superhero then. She's a superhero <laughs> for me, for sure. And we just uh, got together uh, speaking about, you know, being a migrant, uh, leaving home, doing music here, uh, wanting to connect with other musicians and other people. And um, out of necessity, really, I think that's how the festival was born. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, like, I think it's important. We saw, like, the necessity of a space that was like more Latin. Yeah. But I mean, like there's a lot of events on Latin music uh, here in Berlin, but um, like none of them were really like about new music or cutting age music or a little bit more like in the experimental. Yeah. So we went to do like a project that was outside, you know, the normal cliche of Latin music and yeah and show different things because like we we began to, s to see that there was like a lot of young people doing cool stuff and uh, that i know it was interesting for us to put that all together yeah. just like a, a bridge a connection between different scenes and different latin american artists that are all already working here for many years or been you know doing things amazing things and try to put them together 
the festival is really uh, not just uh, focused on one genre, but it's actually spreading out to many different uh, types of music. So we wanted to like uh, show different perspectives, different ideas um, that were like bubbling and you know no, around cool. in the city. No, cool. I mean, like, what's the maybe like the spectrum? Like, okay, first, like, how many people? are going to be performing for this uh, festival or participating uh, in the festival? Uh, right now we are a bit between six and nine. We are like waiting for some responses. Okay. Uh, by the time that it, this podcast see the light, <laughs> we are gonna be sure about it. But yeah, we have the fir first uh, artist confirmed and everything. And Actually eight artists confirmed now. Yeah, yes. okay. yeah. So we have like the festival like is divided into two. Uh, at the beginning, it was two days, but then we narrowed it to one day. Okay. And the first part is concerts, you know, live, live sets, yeah. And yeah. the second part is, is still like, li li there are some live sets, or, I don't it's, know. It's more a DJ, DJ set. DJ, yeah, it's more like party. But um, different, I mean, it's interesting because it's, it's from uh, artists from different countries, and, you know, so it, it's, it's not only just one type of uh, music for the DJ section or yeah. you know for the party section, and the same goes for the live shows. Yeah, for example, in the concerts, like uh, we have artists like Lucrecia Dalt, like is well known in the city. Like, oh yeah, she's yeah. amazing, and yeah, she's doing a super interesting like her her live show, uh, and she plays with synthesizers and with her voice. But for example, we also have like Mauricio Takara, that is a really interesting like drummer from Brazil. Okay. Uh, which is really cool. And Tatiana Hoyman, that is from Argentina. Okay. And she's a drummer, but she's doing like some really crazy things with um, <laughs> drumming life with electronic music, and like it's really interesting. And I'm also playing, <laughs> you know. Alice, that Alice playing, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but the interesting thing is that she's well. We're doing the whole uh, festival at Monom, uh, that's located in Funk House. Okay, uh, uh, Monom. Monom. Okay. Yeah, uh, it has this amazing 40 sound system, and uh, Alice doing a residency there. Okay. So she's building a piece specifically for, yeah. for the show, well, for the festival. Yeah, a piece like commissioned for, for the festival. But it was really amazing because like it took me a month to do one piece. Okay. Yeah, but the, the space is quite amazing. Like it's a 56 loudspeaker setup. That's uh, a lot of speakers. Yeah, like <laughs> it's amazing. And like this, the, the idea of the space is it's like 4D sound. And like it's even more than 3D because you can have different spaces inside the space, okay. you know? <laughs> and yeah. yeah, and like you can feel the sound coming from every direction, up and down and, you know. But it evolves, you're yeah. surrounded by. Is it too early for me to ask for a ticket to actually go in? <laughs> <laughs> Come visit me. <laughs> Come visit us in Funk House. And can do a tour. <laughs> no, uh, definitely will. Definitely will. I mean, uh, did you want to talk more about the your piece in this? Um, yeah. Um, 
I work for for 100 euros for 100 hours. <laughs> 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 Talking about I'm gonna edit that part out. Yeah. The issues. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> migrants go through. <laughs> <laughs> I work from for 100 hours in the piece, and like I usually play guitar, but in a really strange way. So with extended techniques and um, extra microphones and a lot of effects. Yeah, this is actually how I knew you. <laughs> it was from, um, yeah, I guess the our mutual friend uh, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, rest in peace to Ryan. And uh, did you were you playing with uh, Bronca with him, or were you? Just, or was it just when he did the tour through South America that time? Uh, no, no, no. I I know him because he did this tour f f uh, around South America. Yeah. And he also did a, like a really cool compilatory. And while uh, he was passing by Peru, like the guy from my label did and a special concert just for him yeah. to know <laughs> music and it was really cool like uh, I think three or four projects play at, at that moment and we kept con contact and actually like I was planning to go to New York sometime to visit him but like uh, yeah sadly he passed away yeah no honestly my first time playing in New York was because of him honestly yeah but yeah unfortunately uh, but speaking of like playing, so y'all used to play before, played on similar shows in Peru, yeah? Yeah, I guess, what, I mean, when we were really young and <laughs> punky, <Yeah>. like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, the, the scene from from Lima, the, the, uh, which is the capital of Peru, is really like self-made, you know, do-it-yourself yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So Talia used to play in a female, all-female rap band. Rap experiment. Rap? Yeah. Experimental electronic band. Were you the vocalist? Yes, with other two girls. I kind of want to ask for a performance right now, but I know that <laughs> might be like, not too much. I think I'm missing some wine. <laughs> and problem solved. So she's going to give us a personal performance in about two minutes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that's cool. But how did you end up uh, getting into, I guess, rapping in this um, way? Well, like all of us, um, I guess I, I love music, and I used to have I used I studied in Montreal for five years, and I had a radio show at um, CJLO uh, with my roommate. Uh, but when I went back to Peru, um, since I had been gone through my university years, I had really didn't have um, much a connection with the artists and music scene. Mm -hmm. And what I would do uh, was just like improvise a lot with my friends. We would like go around in the car and like put on rhythms and uh, like dancehall yeah. rhythms and just like improvise on top of, on top of that until a, a friend of ours said, hey, you guys should, you know, play live. And um, I was like, no, this is just for us. We're having fun. This <laughs> 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 is not for anyone else. But we eventually did it. And uh, the first show was the worst show you can ever imagine, like a nightmare. <laughs> That's, I, I, I've, had all, I've had nightmares. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, I remember we all just like left kind of crying and be like, why did we do this? But in the end, we knew that if we wanted to keep doing what we loved, we had to practice and we had to, you know, um, just keep at it. So that's how it started. And I remember Ale went to one of our 
probably first shows unofficially like it wasn't it was in like a friend's um, terrace or something yeah like I went that. to the first show she went to the first and show. I actually like it a lot you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, like, because there was not so many female bands like playing, playing hip-hop in the capital like I mean nowadays there are a lot but at that time this is what 2008 2008 okay yeah. 2000 yeah less? so I, 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 I fell in love and I <laughs> 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 I wrote them like uh, after and said like we should do a, a, a concert together because I have like a, a rock band you know yeah. it doesn't yeah. matter like it all goes together yeah yeah and it was really cool a lot of people go and become yeah and it was nice to like pair up with other female artists because uh, I mean well I'm going to say, like, Peru is one of the most violent countries towards women in South America. Okay. It's one of the most, uh, I mean, where women are mostly discriminated. Um, it, you, it's a very macho culture. And uh, we had to always prove ourselves when we were on stage. It was nice to actually, you know, get together with other female musicians and artists and just do our thing and, like, be like, Phew. yeah, you know, like... And I know it happens all over the world, but it, and in Lima and in Peru, it's particularly hard. Um, I mean, we've had experiences of us doing shows and people asking if the equipment we used was fake or just for show or like, oh, and sure. yeah, yeah, like type of those. I mean, I'm sure you've had a lot of experiences like that. Yeah, or people doing nasty stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like take out your clothes. Stuff like yeah. That, you know. so, yeah. I mean, so it's nice when when there was a, a larger community, you know, and, and you know that you're not like the only ones. Yeah. That we're not the only ones, and then you also other women see you who want to make music, and then you know they feel inspired to do so or whatever. And, um, so and I mean, we're the best, which is, so that was perfect because they were like, oh, if they can do it, we can do it too. <laughs> so, so basically, what y'all are saying right now is the more women doing things in Peru right now is because of you two. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm no, just saying, no. just wait. I mean, if that's what it is. I no. mean, but you say it wasn't. No, like, no, no, no. But no I know, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. But, but it's true that, <laughs> yeah. that I, for example, like, she's more like in the hip hop scene. Yeah. And, well, I began playing rock and pop and punk and stuff. But, like, when I moved to experimental, like, it was all, like, boys, you know? Yeah. And, like, it's difficult. For me, it was difficult to begin doing that because I had no role models. Like yeah. I, if, now, there's like I I have um, been reading a lot of people writing the history like of of Lima experimental scene and there is no women and actually like it's it's difficult because then uh, who will inspire the next generation you know and yeah I was just discussing with a friend like why there is not almost any uh, women playing synthesizers yeah. in Lima mm -hmm. and it's because like it's such a like a man's thing yeah. like equipment and stuff yeah like it's almost like when you're a kid and they don't your brothers don't let you play with a nintendo because it's a guy <laughs> thing you know yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so you cannot play with stuff so like it's, it's difficult to begin and i think like that was like 10 or 15 years ago but i think it's changing like progressively yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah like it's, it's sad because a, a lot of the women that actually are, are into experimental like uh, they don't live in Peru anymore. Yeah. Like, if I can count, like, the 10 
top 10, like none of them live in Peru. <laughs> All of them like, live like in the US or Europe. Mm -hmm. But that's why like it's important to go back and, yeah, you know, and, do and to do that. No, honestly, or spread the word, you know, like that's what we're trying to do, I guess, with the festival as well. Yeah. No, honestly, like this is like very important. This is one of the reasons I actually tried to like contact you um, about that. I mean, because, okay, for me, like myself, I was always into like weird ass music, <laughs> uh, but, and I was actually already doing it, uh, but the moment where I kind of was like, okay, um, something is possible like uh, from this was, this is also, I should say, like pre, before the internet was like so big, yeah. like somehow I stumbled upon, um, uh, what's his name, DJ Spooky's album, like Songs of a Dead Dreamer, and, it wasn't everything I necessarily wanted it to be, but it was like this kind of like direction that like I was already kind of like going towards. Mm -hmm. And then in the liner notes, it was like uh, all these references to like um, Deleuze and these different like philosophers. So for me, I was like, oh shit, like this is a fucking amazing. Yeah. And so just to have somebody to do that, like meant a lot. So I'm sure that you all doing this right now is honestly like super important. Um, to be honest. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I need to say like, uh, the, the issue with Lima, like as a capital, is like it's, it's so big, you know, yeah. and we are kind of privileged middle class, but there's a lot of things going on in the peripheries that yeah. people don't know. Yeah. So like, also like, I think it's important to draw some attention to the peripheries of the city. You know, it's exactly. not like Berlin that is all like kind of the same middle class and yeah. So yeah, Lima is more like Brazil. I think like there is a lot of uh, we, just, co we call it like pueblo joven. It's like the favela of the city. Yeah, and I know that yeah. there's a lot of uh, rappers, females, and stuff. Yeah. So like I think yeah, it's also important to to know more about them yeah, because you have to get out of like your circle and scene and yeah. explore more. Because I mean, when you're talking about these things, it's very easy to to uh, think you have the answers or... Or to think that you're the only one doing it. Or you're it. the only one, but... Because you have more access, yeah. you know? But yeah. it's not like that. No, I mean, like, um, okay, just from, like, where I'm from, it's uh, maybe not as much as, like, Peru, but it's definitely not like Berlin, where mm -hmm. it's a bit more of, a, like, flat and even. Where are you from? Um, U.S. Yes. Uh, actually from uh, Georgia, okay. uh, Macon, Georgia. But I um, also was in Atlanta for, like, 10 years uh -huh. before moving here. You know, when, okay, so when I first started like doing music, it was actually like hip hop, yep. like purely, like I used to do like the whole like freestyle and like all of that. <laughs> uh, but like I still did like weird things with it, mm -hmm. but people weren't really into it or mm -hmm. like kind of, actually there would be, this is the thing, there would be people that were into it and there would be people that honestly like liked it and dug it. But since every, there was no one else to like it or dig it or even to like explore that avenue, then it just kind of, um, yeah, nobody was in it, and I'm in Berlin. <laughs> like, I, um, just to like find like something else, I suppose. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm saying that as an example as well, just to say that even in some of the musics, like uh, hip hop and otherwise, that I'm a witness to now, that would never have been like possible like back then when I was growing up and when I first tried to like record anything like that would have just been like oh he's just doing like some weird ass shit you know what I'm saying like whatever but now people 
do like a lot more with it. So once again, I'm just saying, like setting that example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kudos. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like uh, there's a lot of things to di- discover. Yeah. You never know. Like yeah, and discuss as well. Yeah, it's yeah, right. it, it's really easy to fall like in these ner- narratives. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And say like ah, there's no women. You know, but yeah. like you, th- you never know because like maybe they didn't have a chance. Yeah. You know. Yeah, they didn't have yeah. access. I mean, there's few uh, good venues in Lima, for mm-hmm. example. Um, the music industry is uh, big, and fo- but it focuses more on cumbia, it focuses more on more popular music. Um, but if you're going towards more experimental electronic things, it's a very small uh, scene. And I think just now I've been hearing that um, uh, m- people from various districts are starting to like because of the internet, because of access to information, does a lot. Yeah, it's more democratic in that sense, and mm-hmm. and you don't rely so much on the big um, or the people that are just purely right in front of you. You have yeah, more exposure to like more things. Yeah. So and 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 also uh, people are starting to call things out, starting to like open up discussions uh, yeah. about this and and inclusion about inclusion. You know, like um, Peru can be a very uh, racist country. Uh, there's a lot of discrimination, and um, and people are not um, they're not being quiet about it anymore. Yeah, yeah, like more even like more than discrimination against women. Like I think for what I've seen in the past years that I have been traveling a lot, I think Lima may be one of the most racist cities in the world. You know, oh, yeah. I, I have never been in in Africa, but like at least in the continent, yeah, because like if you think about it, like Lima was the capital of the Spanish conquista, you know. Yeah. So they imposed that for for all the region, South American region, and mm. I think a lot of the dynamics from the co- colony time, like it rem- remains, you know, like mm. it, it never go away. It just like goes under the table, but people are like still maintaining like this uh, thinking, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So the powerful or whiter, you know, population, which is actually the less than one percent. Yeah. You know. (laughs) Funny the the way that works. Yeah. Uh, And they're not even white. Yeah. (laughs) Of course. Just like like whiter. That's why I was like. I don't know what what white means like in Lima. Lima. Honestly, (laughs) like it's just having money, maybe you know, and a a good last name and being able to travel to Europe, you know. Yeah. yeah, it's like uh, when you were younger, like you was always hear like older uh, adults say like, "Oh, what's your last name?" or "What's this and that?" and like that was a big issue. I yeah. think. What, what school? Did what you school did you go to? Uh, yeah, you know, and like that's how uh, you grew up. You know, like listening to those things. So when you would leave your bubble, it was just like uh, a lot of learning to do. I think. Yeah. Well, I guess like the next question, well, the next two questions. Um, one, like, um, what is like maybe like one venue, like in uh, Lima, that you all miss? And two, uh, have you been drinking enough to be able to like uh, rhyme yet? <laughs> <laughs> what was the first question? Um, what's like a venue that maybe you all miss? A, a, a what? Venue? A venue. Ah, a venue that we miss? 
Yeah. Uh, you know what? Like venues don't or really. That, or uh, they're just like left like in impression. Uh, venues don't really um, stay alive as long. There's few of them have that have lasted many years. Like you have La Noche de Barranco, Ale. You've you've worked there. Like, yeah. Um, which has many <laughs> many years. Uh, and and sometimes the programming is interesting, and other times it just. It doesn't. Doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> that I used to do that program for yeah. five years. Okay. At, okay. At, at a, but no, like, but like, I think it's really difficult to to have like a venue and have six concerts every week and people to go. Yeah. In, no, you know? this is true. And I probably should have like rephrased that. I probably should have said like maybe like a venue or a, like a time period. I mean, because uh -huh. like most venues are only relevant for certain people for like a period of time. Yeah. yeah? Yeah, yeah, or yeah. until the like, the police come, or <laughs> yeah. or they they close it down, or you know, or like the decide. most interesting spaces. Because I don't wouldn't even call it a venue, because if there are spaces that yeah. you just take your equipment and kind of build it, do it very do it yourself. Like Ali was saying, like yeah. they they um, they last for a few years and get really popular yeah. and then fade away. No? Yeah, I think it's important. Like it was important. Like a certain amount of. Uh, informality yeah. yeah it was really cool because yeah. like w I, I shouldn't say that because i think security and everything is important but like what i have learned in berlin the past years is that uh there's still like an underground like scene and people um are still doing like concerts and parties at basements and i think that co uh, culture is for me more interesting than the techno and the clubs you know yeah, no, definitely. Definitely, and I think that's something that is missing, like in in Lima, with all this like aim for everything to be super formal. Yeah. Yeah, I miss a lot of the like underground like parties and stuff. That that was the best, you know, and like yeah. the best and, time. And a lot of people who grew up in that underground scene are now doing like amazing productions in like big scale concerts, big scale venues, yeah. like. I'm, you know, that's what usually happens. You go through all the shit, yeah. all the difficult <laughs> obstacles yeah. that you can possibly imagine, and then uh, some years pass by, and you're actually like, I don't know, uh, in charge of the, these big, big events, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and nowadays you cannot even smoke anywhere, you know? <laughs> you know? So th I think that's something that I like, I like from here. Like, like there is an aim at least to maintain certain, like, the spirit of the city, you know? and they know that it's important, like it attracts tourism, yeah. that people come here for the scene. Like yeah. that's something that I think people should be more aware. Like back yeah. in in the our power city. of creative industries and the power yeah. of like yeah. uh, how that can bring uh, like reduce stress, bring tourism, yeah, uh, um, you know, also activate like the economy, yeah, yeah they, they create community. They yeah. make it like all like uh, into a commercial, you know, yeah. <laughs> like a business narrative. And they, they don't know that, like, actually, like, also maintaining this, like, informality and underground scene is also, like, it can be good for business also. It, it can be, like, attract tourism, uh, attract people, you know? Yeah. yeah. Now, this is very true. This was honestly one of the first things that, like, attracted me to Berlin. Mm -hmm. um, was, yeah, I just had, like, a lot of different people, like, that I used to like play with, like in different venues, like around uh, the U.S., that a couple of them were just kind of like, you have to go to Berlin. <laughs> like, you have to go to Berlin. 
and I wasn't like so sure, but here I am. Here I am. <laughs> here we <Yeah>. are. <laughs> oh yeah, here we are. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's also really cool that the government like cares, you yeah. know, maintaining this like scene and like investing on, on, on that. I think that's a, a role model that yeah. other cities should that follow, it, you know? Yeah, and it's something relatively new in, in Peru, like the Ministry of Culture, just like last year or two years ago, has like a, a big fund for uh, culture and, and festivals and mm -hmm. these type of things, for funding for, for different type of uh, cultural activities. But it's, it's new, you know? Or like I was telling you about like local governments supporting artists, I mean, it com it's not consistent, it doesn't really, uh, unfortunately it's not that consistent, but once in a while you have like certain um, administrations that really do like focus on bringing um, some of the local talent uh, in contact. Of course, the left, it's the left. Contact with the community because a lot of people, but what happened a lot, for example, in the center of Lima, you have like these big museums, you know, and one of the most important museums in Peru, which is El Mali, El Museo Arte de Lima, and a lot of people were um, kind of scared of going into this space. I worked uh, a time in, in the museum, and they didn't feel comfortable because they didn't think they would understand if they would, you know, the yeah. art there. And um, so you have to kind of take the art outside of these traditional spaces yeah. into the streets so people can get in touch and say, hey, every, this is for everyone, you know? Yeah. So I think going back to spaces and venues, yeah. it, it's not so much about the venues, it's about like, um, I guess, just yeah. like this, the, what goes on. The yeah, the part, the part of culture that yeah. actually like happens there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but every time like the right winds like, uh, they erase everything, you know. Yeah. So yeah. like, so you have four amazing years of like having <laughs> yeah. mural art programs and like concerts on the streets, and and then suddenly it's back to like the new administration painting the murals with their political parties like color and like very violently like eradicating any type of like uh, cultural activities, you know. <laughs> so yeah. They only maintain, of course, like the, the snobbish part of art, and then they <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it goes back to like having to go to galleries or museums, or you know. Yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Like, how did y'all feel about the um, elections and stuff that were here? On Sunday, no. The what? Elections and things. Uh, like they just had like another one, like Sunday. On Sunday. Yeah, yeah where uh, they were saying that like the IFD was basically like second. Uh, but like uh, like right behind um, another um, party, um, they didn't win like any seats, but they definitely had like much more like standing. Um, I'm not aware of the like, election, but like I think I'm quite like optimist about the future. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know like in in the in the European like uh, election last month. Yeah. I saw that the Green Party actually went up in Germany. Okay. And I'm pretty optimistic because of the new generations voting are becoming more aware uh, aware of the uh, issues with climate change and like how it's affecting us. Yeah. So hopefully, if the well, 
I think they are growing, but I think Germany is one of the countries that I feel more safe, you know, because yeah. I think, for example, in Austria and France, the right wingers have much more power. Yeah. We are growing faster, and I think it's because of the German uh, history and culture that they know that this cannot happen again, let, letting uh, these fascist people to, to grow, you know? So I yeah. think there is somehow, even though people are, have fear, and that's how they fit themselves. I think um, Germany um, in Europe is one of the countries that is maintaining these people, like, um, aside, you know? Yeah, I'm just kind of keeping it up. Yeah, I hope they don't grow in the next years, but I know. Yeah. I feel like I sobered the conversation a lot when I talked about <laughs> that. My, my bad. <laughs> I guess, uh, so you actually have like personally more music coming up, yeah? Your personal music, in addition to the 4D. Or do you? Yeah, you have an album. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the time that. I'm her manager. <laughs> <laughs> By the time that it podcast is out like I will have like a new album you know okay. like I haven't recorded it for the whole year okay and I'm really happy because it's the first time that I'm gonna edit like in vinyl oh where <laughs> yeah. can you tell him the adventure you're going on ah yeah <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I like, like adventures yeah adventures yeah no I'm going to South America but no uh, before that you're going to pick up your vinyl on the <laughs> on the bus or something <laughs> for one day <laughs> that button is secret <laughs> yeah, I, I but like secrets okay okay no okay. no no oh, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> um, yeah no I'm going to South America and I'm like to Peru and Argentina and I'm really happy about it like I'm playing at Mutec in Argentina mm-hmm and also in a festival in Lima, and then I come back for the festival here. Oh, so you're like mad busy. Yeah. You're just like flying, <laughs> catching up on a lot of reading or like movies on the uh, flights. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, like it's 24 hour flight. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh, you're doing yeah. lots of stops. Yeah. It's like you, watch a movie and then a second movie and there's like 15 more hours <laughs> you know like it's never over. that's why i always try and like arrange it so that i fall asleep for at least a good like five to seven on long flights yeah. like i always plan it where i go on uh watch one movie have like two glasses of wine and then like try to pass out by the end of like the first movie sleep for like seven hours and then yeah, yeah, see what happens after that. <laughs> it's funny, but, but w w when you're like an adolescent and you dream of doing music for life and you imagine like, because you see a lot of movies about it, you know, flying from one side to the other, you yeah, think they, that's so cool. They but they never the show movie. you like you've been in a fucking plane for 20 oh. hours, <laughs> like and sleeping in airports and like carrying with your stuff like 20 kilos of things, you know. Yeah, so like it's a really difficult life. And then this whole thing of like, uh, if you don't have it, like uh, actually checked in and baggage, then you have to do something like, if you're sleeping in the airport, you maybe try and do that thing where you like try and like lean on the baggage and like nod yeah. it off so that if somebody like tries to like touch it, yeah. then you automatically like wake up. <laughs> or is that just me? <laughs> no, it's really difficult to sleep in airports. Like, 
Yeah. yeah, I can never. Yeah, l- last time, like I had a delay in my flight. I was uh, going to play to Spain, and I stopped in France. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it was the weirdest like flight. It stopped it in Paris, I think. And like I was, like, I ha- hadn't like sleeping one day, and I went to this like kids play with the little balls. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Those pools. I'm just gonna balls. say. I'm just gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it is like pool, pool, a pool, pool full of, of balls. plastic balls. Yeah. Pool? Colors. What do you mean, like this? No, no, no. No, no, no. Like a pool of little balls oh, of color know, like the ones where you like jump in yeah, and yeah, yeah. go everywhere yeah, yeah. I love yeah. those yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I was super drunk and I thought like oh I'm gonna sleep here because I had five hours and I slept like until uh, I went in the pool like six, six in the morning and my flight was like 1pm and then at 11 like some kids wake me up it's <laughs> 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 <That's> horrible <laughs> and then your response to them was That is an adequate response. (laughs) And for you, you got something else coming up. Um, Well, since I moved here, I haven't really been uh, doing any music. I mean, I did a a song before leaving with my uh, bandmate, um, Orieta. I did one live performance with a friend who asked me to like collaborate on a song. I've been mm. writing a lot, but I haven't really been doing any any music. I just have like the words to the songs, but I don't have. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's good though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I guess so. I mean, I hope I don't leave it behind. I'm, like I've never considered myself a musician or anything like that. So um, I guess it's just having a little bit more security or with myself and my my things. Um, and but I was I was really happy with the show in 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 Berlin in Arcaola because I was really nervous because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I I realized it wasn't that bad so yeah it's always like this yeah, yeah it never is that bad <laughs> it's never that bad you know I, my I remember like my back was killing me of the stress I don't know why I got so like scared about it but then I went up and it was like. Yeah, I think like the uh, first ones or every now and then you have like those where it is just like super stressful. I think the first time I played out live, uh-huh. I like uh, pretty much like freaked out because I thought I did like such a shit job and I drank a lot of moonshine. Ooh. What is moonshine? Moonshine is... <laughs> Something with alcohol, right? Yeah, yeah, it's not exactly legal. <laughs> Actually, it's kind of like a homemade like alcohol. And it tends to be extremely strong. So you ended up on the moon. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but did it go well? The moonshine or the show? Both. The moonshine, yes. Yeah. Um, the show, I was still panicking about okay, it. Okay. Yeah. Even though, like, for like months later, everybody was telling me, like, it was good. You should do it. I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and you have to know, like, um, I mean, this. Stage has its own life, like, uh, and you can't really um, control everything that happens there. So you just have to kind of let go and be vulnerable and expose yourself. Yeah. Also, like, I, I realized like some time ago that it's actually not so good to be too confident. Yeah. When you are extra confident, sometimes like I am like super confident because I had like one or two great shows, and then I I always (laughs) fuck it up always. (laughs) 
This so is like, this is like the rule, basically. Yeah, yeah, you need like if you're too confident, you need to like be a little bit more stressed. Yeah, so like, like <laughs> <laughs> so you have to you be to, to, you need to be like a little bit scared, a little bit like stressed because that's what makes you good, you know. To, to actually, it does like honestly, that's one of those things that actually like I even carry over into like regular life, yeah. like in a bad way, totally. <laughs> because like um, if I feel like I'm too like confident. I'm like, oh shit, I'm jinxed. Yeah. Like something's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's like going to the ocean. Like you it's the same thing. It's like <laughs> you have I swear this is something that my mom taught me when I was really young. It's like you have to respect the yeah. ocean. Don't give your yeah, back to good. the ocean and don't feel too confident. Respect. And I think that's the same thing. Oh, that's great analogy. <laughs> that's a great analogy. I, actually I'm a, can I use that? Can yeah. you ask moms if I could use that one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um I didn't realize we had been like talking for that long. <laughs> so I guess just for like a closer, uh -huh. what's maybe like a song that y'all liked when y'all were like younger wow. that you had to be maybe embarrassed about now? Well, we I, I have a few uh, <laughs> embarrassing songs. Yeah. Go 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 go. First one, first one. Uh, I used to like this. Uh, we in the nineties, end of the nineties. Uh, I used to like new metal. <laughs> well, which know. one? Which one? Which, uh, you got to name a band. Corn. Oh no, but Corn is like dope though. Like yeah, that doesn't count. Like that doesn't count, and especially like. But, but there was a festival that I had the CD from the festival that uh, I think Corn play and also like Limbisky. I'm embarrassed of that. Lim the Limbisky part. But like, yeah, Limbisky because he was an asshole. So yeah. Yeah, but Corn was no, like. Corn's okay, right? Yeah, Corn was like awesome. Like, I was, I think I still have like the first like three or four corns. Uh -huh. actually. Yeah, but the, the video was amazing. <laughs> that video where, where the uh, the bullet went like in slow. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, really I forgot cool. about that shit. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go on YouTube later. Yeah, I had that <laughs> a new metal period like one or two years. <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah, I feel like this is kind of like something that happens. Like I had something like similar. It was pretty much okay. It was a new metal period basically. Except I didn't do Limp Biscuit. It was. Like Incubus and, <laughs> and who else? Like no, but Deftones. But like honestly, I still love Deftones. No, Deftones is great. Yeah. Yeah, and also, but Incubus was kind of, uh, in retrospect, kind of like new agey. Yeah. And like so, I would like sit there like doing like the little like faces of the Make Yourself album. Like that. Like I played the hell out of that for like two years. <laughs> I mean, like real talk. Like that shit. Like uh, like the Make Yourself. <laughs> and I was like, this band is like the best thing ever. <laughs> and then I think like, um, and then it was like uh, actually me and a couple of homeboys actually were like loving them, and uh, to a degree that anytime they came on TV, we would like actually like look at them. And I think they were on MTV or something like one time, and they tried to ask them some sort of question about if like Eminem was like the best white rapper, he was like the best white rapper Eminem <laughs> over like Vanilla Ice. Whoa. And then they were just kind of like, nah, that's like the, that like they were like, nah, like we can't answer that. Like there's like so much more. And when me and my homeboy saw that, keep in mind this was also during the time where I was kind of like, kind of still MCing. <laughs> so we were like, we love you guys even more now. <laughs> okay, but for you, Oh wow. Um okay, what when I was young my parents used to have like these big salsa parties at home. We lived in Canada, we lived in, in Toronto mm -hmm. and there was this community of um Peruvians that would get together and like dance Juan Ligera 
And okay. I, I, I grew up with that. And, and then I suddenly went into this period where I hated salsa and I hated merengue. And, and I used to be kind of embarrassed about that, I think, because I, I reminded me of like my parents for some reason when I was a teenager, you know? Yeah. And, um, but now I've, I guess I'm, I'm back. Yeah, we listened to Juan Luis Guerra a lot l last uh, New Year's Eve. Yeah, and now, and now like these past few years, Merengue. I'm like go getting back to my love for salsa and like. Uh, Merengue, bachata. Bachata, <laughs> bachata. Yeah. Juan Luis Guerra is like a Christian merengue. Yeah. <laughs> and he samples a lot. Christian, he's Christian. I yeah, we, I didn't knew that. What's the name? The, what, the name? Juan, Luis, Juan what? Luis Guerra. Juan Luis Guerra. Juan Luis Guerra. I don't remember right now the name. He like really rips off some like African music, which I discovered recently, he sampled, doesn't even sample, he just puts his song, his, like, his voice <laughs> on it, on top of it, and he <laughs> used it in music. I'm gonna find it, I'm gonna send it to you. No, Be please do. Yes, yes, but it, it was, I think it was like um, that, and also Criss Cross. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a valid answer. <laughs> that's, that's a valid answer. Like, yeah. I have to admit that, uh, okay, but Criss Cross, I was, um, I, I used to hate crisscross. Yeah. Even though, like, real talk, I actually just tried to show like that song, yeah. the video. I missed the bus to yeah. my son, like, literally like last week. Uh -huh. <laughs> to like see how what his reaction yeah, would be. But he was kind of like, well, one, he doesn't have like the school bus the same yeah. way that we yeah. did. We had the school bus, yeah. Yeah, we had the school bus yeah. uh, like uh, yeah. too. So he doesn't like get it. He was like, I just get on BVG. Yeah, so, like, yeah, what's yeah. This, I don't know what's how old were you. I was like six. See, this is the other thing too that used to piss me off about crisscross. They were my age, and so like, <laughs> and they had their pants on backwards. <laughs> yeah, like my cousins would be like, "How come you can't be cool like them?" <laughs> be like, <laughs> like you. Yeah, I remember that like jump, and I missed the bus. Like I, I used to listen to that a lot, and I would dance to it. And someone on the, at the office like a couple of weeks ago put on "I Missed the Bus." I have no idea how that <laughs> happened, but it, it I was like, what? What is crisscrossed yeah. here in, you know, Berlin? <laughs> yeah, it's always interesting to see, like, whenever somebody, like, here plays things like that, that you have, like, a certain, like, memory is atta attached to. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of, like, puts it, like, in a different context. And then you start to wonder, like, what's their relationship to the song? Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, I This know. is one of the majesties of, like, expat life or something like this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i think it's also different if you grew up like in 80s 90s because you listen to radio you know like yeah. when i was a kid i didn't have enough money to buy a lot of cds yeah so i yeah. bought one you were kind of forced to listen to yeah what you was were on forced the radio. radio you know yeah. so like you grew up with a really strong like mainstream culture yeah yeah or mtv yeah <laughs> No, th I th for me, it was definitely like videos, but I think I started to buy like um, tapes at like a very young age. Like, I remember the first tape that I ever bought was uh, the first Tribe album, A Tribe Called Quest, mm -hmm. Special mm -hmm. Ed, back when that first came out. That's what I did with my money. <laughs> that's amazing, though. Like, uh, and so that's pretty much, so between like that and like my older brother, and like Young TV raps and like BT, that's where I got like everything from, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but 
I guess maybe uh, it's running a bit long. I should probably like, close it up. Um, y'all want to do like one last plug? Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> <Just like it. laughs> our festival is on the 12th of October. Okay. It's a Friday and it's um, the venue Saturday. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and the venue is Monon at Fan House. We're we're uh, having like amazing shows yeah. and DJs. It, it starts it's at around five and it ends around five. It's like 12 hours of Latin American music. All like innovative, cutting yeah. edge music. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> well, you know, like thank you guys like so much thank um, you for. Yeah, no, I mean, seriously, like, thank you guys like, so much for, like, coming and doing this, but even more so, even putting on the festival, and um, I can't wait to come to it. Please, tell your friends. I will tell everybody. Tell everyone. <laughs> okay. That wasn't too difficult. <laughs>